From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to another loaded to the gill special edition of In Black and Right, the, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, once again, I, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, and tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America. Oh, man. This has got to be one of the craziest news weeks that I've had in many, many years. <clears throat> and every day, every day, I mean, here it is Thursday, we are approximately... Uh, let's see. Two and a half hours. Oh, wait a minute. No, let's scratch that. Uh, at a, we're at approximately 1.15 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time today. We are about two hours, 45 minutes away from Donald Trump being arraigned again at the uh, D.C. courthouse with another fun-filled crap-filled indictment uh, by Jack Squat and his merry band of sick fanatical uh, prosecutors. And of course, this one is different than the first two. I mean, Alvin Bragg, Manhattan District Attorney, New York, you know, Trump's hometown. Eh, he, he's pathetic. He's George Soros bought and paid for and a pathetic little slave with a case that has more holes in it than age swiss then we go to miami uh the documents case uh after the fbi raid at mar-a-lago which has all kinds of improprieties and irregularities uh and that turned into well a media circus as well but a little different given that it's south florida and there's a huge huge hispanic population there uh cuban venezuelan honduran that are very much pro-trump so that wasn't exactly uh you know something i mean it was a media circus but not for the reasons that the mainstream media wanted and now today the most dangerous group of all it's now back to the swamp for president trump the most corrupt evil uh, group of well sick twisted bastards <laughs> that I've ever seen now anybody with half a brain and knows a little bit about the swamp knows that there is no stinking way in hell that Donald Trump is going to get anything that even remotely resembles a fair trial okay let, let's let's get that straight up here there's not going to be a way any way it's going to happen now of course it's bad enough with jack squat and uh all of his uh buddies you know that i mean and of course throw in darth merrick garland i mean we need this is pretty much 
time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go on offense. All offense all the time, just like Steve Bannon says on The War Room and many others. Let's, first of all, let's, before we get into that, let's go to a little something that came up in the, uh, let's see, yeah, in the D, uh, Daily Caller. And its headline from one of its investigative reporters, James Lynch, says that Trump's D.C. judge worked for a law firm that employed Hunter Biden, lobbied for Burisma. Now, this Tanya uh, Chutkin, Obama-appointed evil little witch who likes to inflict more pain on January 6th prisoners. She had, Washington Times did a story yesterday, or at least within the last two days, talking about her and her love of inflicting January 6th prisoners with even harsher sentences than what the federal prosecutors recommend. I mean, this woman, I mean, she just gets off. She gets off on punishing J6 political prisoners. Uh, I mean, I'm just going, dang, that's just weird. But apparently in this little story uh, from the Daily Caller, which, by the way, just a little side note, was founded by Tucker Carlson. Hmm, I think we've heard that name. But anyway, just taking a look at this, um, it, it's just wild, uh, some of this. Now, the story, the Daily Caller story, U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin of Washington, D.C., the judge overseeing former President Donald Trump's case in the district, previously worked at a law firm that once employed Hunter Biden and worked closely with Ukrainian energy firm Burisma. Chutkin spent 12 years working for Boys, Schiller, and Flexner. Now, Boys is David Boys, famous Democrat lawyer, mostly connected with Hillary Clinton, where she specialized in white-collar litigation and antitrust defense before she was nominated to her current position by former President Obama, her official bio states. Now, this... Oh, oh this is fun. Now, we want to talk about... Yeah, and the mainstream media was like, well, what does that have to do with it? That was then. That was then. Get over it. Move on. Mm -mm. Sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Because people who are doing that, it's like, wait a minute. This firm, which has ties to the Clintons, ties to the Bidens, and all of this other stuff, and you're like, oh, this is no big deal. Freaking idiots. But, you know, oh, by the way, yes, today's, <laughs> today's episode is like the other two. It's like, there's not, there's going to be a spicy alert because I am, I am so tired of this. I'm not just the complete and utter disregard for law for real law, for real justice, for outlandish legal theories that 
jack squat has been notorious for but in his twisted mind it's not about the fact that if he tries to even get any kind of a conviction because he knows he knows he knows he knows anybody with half a brain knows there is not going to be a fair trial here now trump can file and, and his attorneys can file for a change of venue but remember you've got this is the swamp the swamp protects its own it's a 95 percent democrat city which means you're going to get a severely severely contaminated uh jury pool you've got a judge who's got so many reasons to be recused i mean deep i mean like waist deep in conflict of interest because she's not only an obama appointee plus she's also been a major league contributor for the dnc and if she gets all upset well ma'am your feelings don't mean jack squat <laughs> pardon my <laughs> well i mean they, they they're irrelevant so no I, I i'm not president trump is pretty much going to get screwed now this same sick twisted witch who is giving these uh, excessive sentences to j6 prisoners what do you think she would do with donald trump i mean i put this i put the story but it's by the washington times just simply go to in black and right.net it's right you have to scroll down a bit on the home page but it's there we are not dealing with rational people and this oh my gosh but I, I, I want to read this, too. I, I, I do, because this says something about where we are as a nation, who we're dealing with, and what makes the deep state and the administrative state believe that they are essentially nothing short of God. So, this is interesting. And I, I normally wouldn't read something like this, but it absolutely explains a lot to me now this was a tweet done yesterday by benny johnson great guy uh a wonderful young uh conservative influencer he spoke at the turning point action conference that i was at down in west palm beach fellow floridian i'd love to meet him i would i'd love to meet him love to interview him um but he wrote this and i want to give make sure he gets the the credit that which he is so richly due and it's called ghost in the machine and i just want to read this because i mean in its entirety because one i want it to be heard in its full context number one and number two to give some of those who might take a more um lackadaisical point of view who's like well it doesn't affect me au contraire yes it does and this will tell you why fighting against these people are so important and they must be treated like the evil sobs that they are 
because this is wartime. I've told people this time after time, and I'm just going, ugh. This is crazy. But anyway, I want to read this from Benny Johnson that appeared on Twitter. What is really happening to America in 2023? The indictments have nothing to do with Trump. Not really. Conversely, the cover-up of impeachable crimes have nothing to do with Biden. Don't kid yourself. Joe Biden is not powerful or smart. He's barely alive, and that's the point. This is a pure exercise in power by those who truly wield power in our society. The security state. The security state is made of, of a constellation of permanent Washington, D.C. apparatchiks who cling to the power center like fossilized barnacles. The security state never puts their names on a ballot. Too dirty. They would not dream of stooping that low. They are the ghost in the machine. It's far superior to control who can run for office and who is allowed to win that office and who is allowed to stay in office, i.e. Nixon and JFK. Presidents come and go. This system stays the same. The security state system has been in place for more than 70 years. All presidents kneel. No president crosses them and survives until the great breaking of the system in 2016. This was the year the security state was internationally humiliated and proven to be powerless frauds, paper tigers. I mean, if Donald Trump beats your anointed Clinton candidate in a landslide after you rigged the election against him, you're powerless. And the world saw it. And a crisis broke out among this community like never before. They only have power because of projection. And that projection was shattered. The American people broke the system in 2016 and Trump was our tool. We rejected and laughed in the machine's face. This caused a psychotic break in the machine. A vengeful spite for regular Americans who humiliated them metastasized. They clawed back power by breaking every rule with a demonic furor and black vengeance. Today is a practice of pure power, and a controlled demolition is taking place. If they can't run the country, they're going to burn the place down. See this corrupt-as-hell, old-disease, dementia-riddled child predator. He's president. We made him president. Just to insult you, we can do this. See how he never gets prosecuted for his obvious crimes. We can do that. We control, quote-unquote, justice itself. See that orange man who hurt us? He's facing a thousand years in jail for non-crimes. We made them up. We're charging the president for quote-unquote free speech now. We control truth itself. What are you going to do about it? Protest? We will throw your grandmother in jail for protesting quote-unquote. 
Try something smart and we'll release another virus, lock you down again, destroy your neighborhood and stock market and currency. You, the American people, are nothing and we, the machine, are everything. This is a practice in exercising power against the people of America, a show of force. Now you know your enemy. Fight them while you still can. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Benny Johnson. That is probably the most straightforward, eloquent uh, way of putting where our country is right now. And I really hope I have a chance to thank you for it personally. Because I want to take that and get it out to as many people through uh, to the In Black and Right Coalition so that they can give it to their friends and to help them realize that these people are not screwing around. They're not. I I've told people, I've told people many in the faith community, if you don't understand we are at war, you're never going to get it. Never. And, how, and what these people are willing to do, how arrogant they are, how so full of hubris. And I appreciate that. Thank you, Benny Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to go and read it for yourself, just simply go to Benny Johnson's uh, Twitter page and read it. Because uh, it, it, it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. And... Uh, and to give it to send it out to people everywhere anybody who cares about this country it's time for you to really adjust your mindset seriously and I think it's fantastic and thank you for that again Benny Johnson I'd love we're both Floridians dude I hope we can cross our cross paths uh, at some point I'd love to meet you uh, anyway we're now just kind of two and a half hours away until Trump has to go again. But if it wasn't for the fact that so many things are happening just this week, today, uh, talking, and since they're talking about January 6th and apparently Trump's involvement, now I'm not even going to get into the absolute asinine stupidity of Mike Pence. Because I already went through it yesterday. He already show, opened his big mouth. His campaign is screwed and has been ever since uh, he had his little interview with uh, Tucker Carlson in Iowa. I'm like, oh no. This man is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Anybody have a problem with me saying that? Get over it because I'm not giving up my First Amendment for you or anybody else. Thank you very much. But, oh, mercy. I mean, we, this is like Elijah and the prophets of Baal. <laughs> if, to, if you really want a sort of biblical comparison. That's what it struck me as. I mean, you've got the 450 prophets of Baal, essentially. We're talking the D.C. Swamp. You're talking the, pros you're talking the special prosecutor. You're talking the judge, corrupt as hell. You're talking about the uh, jury pool, corrupt as hell. 
He will, you know, everything that's out there is pointing to Donald Trump is about to get royally screwed. But I'm thinking, now others may not take that same point of view. I know uh, Steve Bannon of the War Room, of War Room fame, he's not taking this as a bad thing. He's looking at some of the, the upside, being optimistic because in a way it could be under the provision if the judge doesn't want to interject herself into actually letting uh, things come and you know, be uh, to adjudicate really the 2020 election and everything that went with it. Now, there are all kinds of different variables in this equation. I mean, you've got Bernard Carrick, the former police commissioner of New York, who was working with Rudy Giuliani and the Trump campaign, uh, investigating election irregularities and anomalies throughout the country, and it was going on before January 6th. So this nonsensical uh, indictment saying that, well, Trump was involved and he did this. It's like, you idiots, no. No, no, no. Now, if you want to, let's delve, delve a little further here, okay? Since those of you who want to think that, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. There's, he's guilty. At that point after, I don't know whether is it, if it's before or after I just slap them because these people are so damned annoying who think they know it all they're just whiny and think they've got it all and I'm thinking mm, no so anyway so let's deal with some really tough stuff okay here we have just today from the National Pulse and this is huge this is way stinking huge, okay? Way stinking huge. Now, this exclusive. The U.S. Capitol Police Chief called January 6th events a cover-up in an interview that Tucker Carlson did that was, ne that was hidden by Fox. It was never broadcast, and it was just before... Um, uh, Tucker got got canned so I want to play a little bit of this because this makes because this makes absolute sense to me but I will warn you in advance the the audio is a bit choppy but I think once you hear this you'll know who they're talking about so let's play the hidden interview that never aired I mean, you're very restrained and rational and not given an overstatement, obviously, but the facts that you're describing are shocking. No, the reason why, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, why did you write this book? I try to do what I can to get the truth out. Yes. You know, they didn't want me to testify in, uh, in February, on February 23rd at the Senate hearing. They don't want people to still currently in positions. I actually had to go in and talk to a friend of mine on one of the oversight committees to say, I will come there in person. I want to be there. I want to testify. So I'm glad you think I'm reserved. I'm, you know, to be honest with you, I'm a little pissed off. Um, because it, it, if, if people were reporting the intelligence correctly, if 
I was allowed to do my job as the chief, I got a significant experience, if I was allowed to do my job as the chief, we wouldn't be here today. This didn't happen. Then see how you know, out there, you're lambasted in public, and it's all, you know, everything appears to be a cover-up. Like I said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you look at the information the intelligence that it had, military had, uh, it's all watered down. I'm not getting intelligence. I'm denied support National Guard in advance. I'm denied National Guard while we're under attack for 71 minutes. You're in a fight? Yeah. A fight for a couple of minutes. Yeah, one wears minute. You out. One minute. <laughs> I was going to say, 60 seconds, three minutes. Yeah, hey, Let me tell you, it wears you out. My officers were fighting for 80 minutes before the, the protesters ever Wait, can I say, so you described this as a failure to get the intelligence to the people who needed it. But it sounds like, worse than it sounds like they were hiding so, the intelligence. And that's what I'm getting at, is could there possibly be that actually did something happen and kind of wanted something to happen? It doesn't, it's not a far stretch to begin. Well, I don't know what the other explanation is. You know, it's it's sad when you start putting everything together and thinking about the way this played out. It gets concerned, what was their end goal? You look at, you look at what's happening, was that their end goal? I don't know. Well, I mean, there's no question that what happened on January 6th has has really helped the Democratic Party. It's bravely politicized the U.S. military and the intelligence agencies and the FBI. And those are all, I think, bad for America and violations of the Constitution, but they're all good for the Democratic Party. That's a fact. Like, that's what happened. Absolutely. And I, I write about that because... As a cop of 30 years, I'm a, I'm a rule of law type of guy. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that Lady Justice is depicted with a blindfold. The fairness of our legal system goes out goes out the window, and that is exactly what has happened. They have stripped that blindfold away from Lady Justice, and no, it's not perceived as being fair anymore. Okay. That was former U.S. Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund, who spoke with... Tucker Carlson, calling it, I mean, a cover-up? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. That is absolutely wild. And this has come, and notice, and he said he never got to testify before the vaunted, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-full-of-crap January 6th kangaroo court. So, Crybaby Kinzinger and Liz completely off her rocker Cheney and the and Benny Thompson, who was no, I mean, you're the chair of the committee, but he was absolutely, positively no intellectual heavyweight. And, of course, yes, you had Jamie, little Jamie Raskin, you had uh, his royal shiftiness, Adam Schiff. I mean, come on. This was a kangaroo court. Everybody knew it. And this is why the ratings for it sucked. I mean, it simply straight up sucked. Oh, man. It was crazy. But here we go. Now, of course, in Tucker Carlson's interview with the former U.S. Capitol Police Chief, an interesting person was discussed. But I think I'll let, I'll play another portion of the interview that you can find this on the nationalpulse.com. Find it, subscribe, I do, 
It's fantastic because you get stuff that I guarantee you that no, absolutely no mainstream media outlet would ever put out because it would go against their ever-loving precious false narrative. But here's another just eye-opening uh, part of Tucker's interview uh, with Chief Sund. Can you go back to the role of, you said, nine out of the 18 agencies in the so-called intelligence community are military, mm -hmm. Pentagon supervised their military intel. Would they have been gathering, it like they were gathering information about January 6th before it happened? Well, again, for Millie and Miller to be that concerned about, uh, about January 6th in advance, they had to be getting the intelligence from someone. I mean, talk, talk about locking down Washington. That's a huge undertaking. Um, and again, to never, never notify me. But when you begin to sit there and wonder about, so, so you, you believe that they were gathering intelligence. I mean, they were for them to think that they were getting. So there was, and I'm asking this because there was a very weird moment in the January sixth committee um, interviews, and they interviewed a man who was caught on camera by. A lot of people encouraging, law breaking, encouraging people to to run into the Capitol to break the law. The implication was to commit violence. He has never been arrested or charged with anything, and that's just very very strange. You know, over a thousand people have been charged, but he has not been. And so the committee re released a statement saying we are positive he was not working with law enforcement. It seems you have to be an idiot not to assume he's working with somebody. Why haven't they arrested him? I mean, come on, right? So my thought was, well, they didn't mention military intelligence. This guy's a veteran. Am I being crazy in address? No, no, you're not. I actually uh, write about that person in the book. It raises concern for me, uh, his involvement, uh, and the fact that we, we haven't learned more. Matter of fact, I think the January 6th committee thanked him for his candor. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, who is the mystery person they're talking about? He who shall not be named by anybody who believes the January 6th narrative. Well, if your guess is Ray Epps, you are correct. Woohoo! Yay! Yes. The mysterious Mr. Epps. And I have brought him up from time to time, but if you really, really want to learn about this guy and what he did and never really got busted for it, you can go to revolver.news, look up his name, Ray Epps, R-A-Y-E-P-P-S, Ray Epps. This man is not as insignificant as you have been made to believe. This dude is a mess. Now, I've told the story before, and the folks at Revolver tell it even better than that. But the, uh, the simple timeline about the mysterious Mr. Epps, he was there. There were plenty, I mean plenty of video, audio, everything. 
He was actually there on January the 5th, the night before, get with people gathered around him and saying, we're going to go tomorrow into the Capitol. And that freaked out the crowd so bad, they started yelling, Fed, 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 because they seemed to be quite convinced that this guy was some sort of a plant, some sort of a setup. And the fact that the January 6th kangaroo court thanked him for his candor makes an already suspicious situation even stinking worse. So anyway, so Ray Epps is uh, on the FBI's website. His picture's there, clear as day, and it was there for about six months. Now, on July the 1st, of 2021 uh, or 20 you know, wait a minute 2022 whatever it was July the 1st yeah 2021 all of a sudden his picture poof gone his information scrubbed but at least somebody some local or regional media in uh, the Phoenix area found out that he was from Arizona and Local and regional media down there, because uh, I used to live in Phoenix, they went to the FBI's field office in Phoenix asking about this guy. And they said, this the FBI field office said they had no idea who he was. What are you talking about? I'm like, which makes, I, I don't know what made the dingbats on that supposed committee believe that he had nothing to do with it the man was actually out there inspiring and a real insurrection and he's never been charged never been arrested never been indicted so you know hey sorry i mean these are facts folks these are absolute facts you can get mad at me if you want. You can call me a crackpot. You can call me whatever the heck you want. I don't give a rip. But we've got a whole bunch of people in this case, just this case alone, that's bringing stuff up out of the woodwork like crazy. I can barely keep up. <laughs> I can barely keep up. I'm like, oh my Lord. I mean, I think I'm going to be having to do like triple mochas or something just to keep up with all these new developments in this case and trump hasn't even arrived for his arraignment yet <laughs> oh wow but it's going to be interesting i mean already this week monday devin archer's testimony tuesday here comes uh jack squat with another indictment that's so full of crap I, oh my gosh Ugh, the smell of all the horse manure in this thing is enough to make me puke and so now here we are Thursday here's the arraignment and then <laughs> all this stuff yes stuff yesterday and, and that's still coming out about the story that the mainstream media won't cover and speaking of Tucker Carlson he's already had an interview with Devin Archer now, this is wild because Tucker is getting the work done. He's already t 
talked. I mean, gosh, back in 2020, he's already had an interview with Tony Bobolinsky. He's one of the close Hunter Biden inner circle. Now, Devin Archer and his testimony, along with Tucker's interview, whew, and watching the Democrats try to protect <laughs> protect the Bidens is so funny to watch. They're pathetic, they're predictable, they're so white, so elitist, and so full of crap. Oh, it's just awful. I mean, if it wasn't so doggone serious, I would absolutely be busting my gut laughing. But still, I mean, I don't know what Kevin McCarthy's going to do here. Because with all this new information that's come out from the Judiciary Committee, from the Oversight Committee, from the Weaponization of Government Committee, you now have Devin Archer's testimony. Even though he can't quite seem to understand why his best friend's daddy and his administration arrested him, convicted him, and sentenced him to a year in prison. So, this really made me wonder. It's like, I don't think really Devin Archer has that much to lose, number one. Number two, uh, for those of us who've been paying attention to this, all we did was get validated and vindicated. Yay, happy for us. But now, with this whole new trial, that they are... Oh, the thing about this is, Jack Squat, the special prosecutor, he knows. He knows that he can't get this case done before the election, not unless he gets a whole heck of a lot of help. And already, these some of these geniuses in the mainstream media think they know what Trump's plan is, what his defense is. I don't think they really know anything. All they want is Trump in jail. And what I wrote from about the ghost of the machine, the security state, the deep state, and everything else, they don't want to be embarrassed again because these are not rational people again, folks. Hello. They would, they have to know that they can wake up in the morning and stay in the shadows and know that we are powerful. You can't stop us. What are you going to do? Frankly, I think it's not a question of what, what we're going to do is what, God is already doing, to be perfectly honest. I have not seen so many things get uncovered in such a short period of time. I, I'm, I'm really blown away by this because it gives me hope that these yahoos can't stay in the dark forever. These demonized yahoos are going to be brought somehow into the light. And who they are, where they are, and they are going to do whatever they have to to stop Trump from getting into office, probably even up to and in up to and including an assassination attempt. Oh yeah, I know. Oh see, see, 
You're a conspiracy theorist. Shut up. Because if you're trying to apply logic and reason to people who are illogical and unreasonable and obsessed, I mean obsessed with power. I mean, come on. What? Anybody want to say that the CIA didn't have anything to do with John Kennedy's assassination? I mean, those people, you know, they got called all kinds of names. You know, it's like, but still. I mean, you got to remember, there's something you got to realize, my friends. You, you got to realize this. The FBI, which is part of the security state, J. Edgar Hoover, its founder, was a full-on rat bastard. He was a cross-dresser. He was mean. He had an attitude with the American people, essentially calling the American people some kind of terrorists or mobsters. The things he did to Martin Luther King Jr., uh, RFK, maybe other members of the Kennedy family. Who knows? But that same attitude of just the American people, the contempt that Hoover had. Now, and what was his reward for all of his bad at for his bad attitude? A building in D.C. with his name on it in big honking letters. And now. We're, ha we're back at this again. Well, or maybe not so much back at it, but now it's more prevalent, more brazen. They're not hiding their contempt for the American people. That is what the FBI has become. The sort of the Marxist arm of a thoroughly messed up Justice Department or Injustice Department. Wow. It's just too much. Oh, and it gets even better. Oh, I love it. Now with this whole thing with Trump and this stupid indictment and other things, there are there's an interesting development that has come about. And interestingly enough, it has to deal with the other candidates. Now, one of them being uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, did a video on Twitter about what he did and is doing to fight this nonsense. So let's catch a little bit of Mr. Ramaswamy. Earlier this week, I sued the U.S. Department of Justice, and I further filed an additional FOIA request to understand what President Biden told Jack Smith, what Merrick Garland told Jack Smith, because we want the truth. Today I'm in front of the courthouse in Washington, D.C., where the 45th President of the United States, my competitor in this race, will be arraigned later today. But I think that the symbolic moment of today is something far deeper than just this case. We live in, in an era of the noble lie, the so-called lie that the government tells to its people because it believes the people can't handle the truth. Why is it that we see the rise of three different indictments, three supposedly independent prosecutions at the same time in the midst of a presidential election? 
It's because the government does not trust the people to select their leaders. This is the old world view rearing its ugly head again. We fought a revolution in this country in 1776 for a simple idea, that we the people determine how we select our leaders and have a government that is accountable to its people rather than the other way around. Yet today we now live in a country where when the people question that government, they are themselves the subject of scrutiny. That is wrong. I was in Nashville yesterday demanding the release of that transgender shooter's manifesto. Tell the truth. Biden, Garland, tell us the truth about what you actually told Jack Smith. And you go back over the last year, it's the same story all over again. Tell us the truth about the COVID origin. Tell us the truth about where the virus originated. Tell us the truth about what we know about vaccine mandates and mask mandates. Even in a recent hearing about UFOs in Congress, just tell us the truth instead of repeatedly hiding from us the information that we need as a people. Turns out that trust is a two-way relationship. The reason that the people don't trust the government is that our government no longer trusts the people. So is this a politicized persecution through prosecution? I certainly believe it is. But it's the government's job to be transparent about exactly who told who what to bring about these prosecutions because the fact they're arising at the same time is no accident. And I think it's best that the government now be transparent with the people about what their intentions actually are. Without that transparency, we can only expect far worse in the future. Uh huh. Thank you, Mr. Ramaswamy. He nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. I mean, the t I tell people, and I have for years, when you see certain events, the timing will tell you a lot or everything you need to know. And this week has been absolutely a perfect example of what I meant. You know, Devin Archer comes to the House Oversight Committee on Monday. The DO, the Department of Injustice tries to get him jailed uh, before he makes his appearance, which is a major league violation of the separation of powers and congressional oversight. You now have, now you've got the day after that, here comes, oh yes, here comes Mr. Uh, Jack Squad and his Injustice Department buddies. It's like to draw away. I mean, it, it's like it's a squirrel fest in D.C. It's a major league squirrel fest. And it gives the mainstream media the excuse it needs to not cover stories like Archer's testimony about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the 20 plus meetings, business meetings with Hunter's associates that he had and he put daddy on the phone you know and <laughs> and the pathetic democrats right on cue come up with some lame lie lame lie it's like people you've been busted and anybody who believes you is a freaking idiot and needs a psychiatric eval so i mean this oh this, this is horrible I mean, of course it's horrible, but here you have not just Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Lou Dobbs, uh, 
conservative commentator, used to be with Fox Business, on his, uh, let's see, wait a minute. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Lou Dobbs calls on GOP presidential candidates to file a lawsuit against the DOJ and Biden. Hmm. Well, you got one. Uh, you got one person, Mr. Dobbs. But here's the problem. Here's the problem with the with the establishment GOP. And yes, why? And another big reason. <laughs> Ah, and another big reason why I became an independent because the GOP wouldn't know what to do with truth if it came and punched them in the face. Because it is the donor class that has absolutely pretty much made them weenies, wusses and whiners. Now we're in the middle of August recess. Now, frankly... Uh, if Kevin McCarthy actually had some stones in the spine, you cancel the damn rest of the recess. You get your key committees back to D.C. In fact, you get everybody back to D.C. Because now, be, and because the whole thing with the, uh, with appropriations... We're, we're on the fast track to the end of the fiscal year. Now, frankly, if, you, if you're not willing to use the votes you've got and you're talking about things like uh, an impeachment inquiry, hinting at it, blah, 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 you better be ready to do it, McCarthy, because I guarantee you, you are going to end up being the absolute worst joke of a speaker like your buddy Paul Ryan. Because now, you made all these promises. You've essentially already screwed over the, uh, the conservatives with this debt ceiling deal. Now, you want to talk about impeachment inquiries? You want to talk... You, it's not just... It's not just uh, the, the spending. No, it's not just about all we've learned about all these impeachable offenses with uh, Biden. No. You got major problems across the board, Mr. Speaker. Major problems. I mean, and you're getting a whole lot of feedback, you know, which means God bless. God bless you, Matt Gates. I have friends who live in your, live in your district. I'm just down the road. But, oh my Lord. We now have put up what I call put up or shut up. So now, Mr. Speaker, if you and the Republican conference are not willing to get real serious about all of these appropriations, which includes a defund of Jack Smith and all this crud, I mean, what are you going to do? And say, oh, the media is going to hate us. The media is going to hate us. The media already hate you. They already hate you. They will send some really nice-looking, snarky woman, runs reporterette, who has no class, but she's looking for a fight. And you better be ready for it. You better be ready for it, because if you allow this to go status quo, and you try to come up with a continuing resolution on the 30th of September... 
Make Biden shut down the freaking government. Make him shut it down. Because frankly, your days as speaker could be over and everybody with any kind of political and analytical knowledge knows to save your sorry butt, you're going to sell your soul to Akeem Jeffries and the Democrats. You, I know it. You know it. Any, anybody else knows it. I mean, if they're paying attention. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Serious business. Oh my gosh, it is amazing. I mean, I think I'm grateful that, you know, you get somebody like Lou Dobbs because this is a major league, major league affront to the First Amendment that the, that the current regime can go after anybody in the opposition party. If they can take out Trump, they can take out anybody because he doesn't agree with us. Big freaking whoop. You know, this whole thing, talking about, oh, well, Trump told lies, election lies. It's like, how the heck do you know they were lies? Hmm? How do you know? I mean, are you, is Jack Squat and his prosecutors mind readers? Are they telepaths? No, they're not clairvoyants either. If, he, if Donald Trump, as president and American citizen, believed there was a problem... He had every single solitary stinking right to say so. Because I, you know, and then of course, here comes the media being wusses that they are. Election deniers. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Sit down. Have a Prozac. Because you're annoying. You're predictable. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a member of the media. If you're a crackpot, you're a freaking crackpot. I don't care who you work for. I don't. Sorry, not sorry. But yet, we aim to have no problem at all. At all. You know, at least the Republicans in, in Congress. I mean, come on, really, people? Really? Oh, my gosh. If this goes, if this is allowed to go on, History will hate your guts, Kevin McCarthy, and also Mitch McConnell, and some of all the and some of you others who think you're all that in a bag of chips. There, you're more moderate. No, you're a wuss. If you, it's still simple. If evil, evil triumphs when good men do nothing. That's a truth that's still out there today. But when the, when the truth, when good people allow evil to advance because they're too much of a wuss, I mean, that makes the wusses, I'm like, no, it's time to turf you out. This is why the GOP, and this is why the GOP and the, and the Democrats are the uniparty. Because, and, and frankly, it's not much of a uniparty when the Republicans are all scared of the Democrats and the media and this and that and the other because, well, they're not going to like us. Again, they don't like you anyway. 
And if you're going to try to do something even more stupid and brain dead, and I mean epically brain dead, trying to break that bond between Trump's base and himself. <laughs> ah, I love it when I heard the late great Rush Limbaugh predict this. And this was just, gosh, what? Days, maybe a couple of weeks before he died, he left us a prophetic message. It's like, what? Rush Limbaugh wasn't a prophet. Really? I mean, I know all the religious folks are like, well, there are no prophets. BS. They've been trying to get us messages, but you don't understand that even God could use a secular prophet. And believe me, that's a theolo I'm not going to get into a theological discussion over this, but, tr but Rush gave us warning. And I am so grateful that he did that before he left us. Because I'll tell you, in spite of what they... I mean, I don't give a rat's rear end what they do down uh, up in Fulton County up there in Atlanta. I could care less. Because now... We're going to see what happens after today, after this afternoon, a couple of hours left before uh, Trump goes to the arraignment. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Let's see what the fundraising does. Let's see what the polls say. I mean, because, I mean, frankly, I'm not even worried about the GOP primary. I'm not even, because that thing was so over and it's not even started. I mean, the debates aren't started. And I can assure you, after this mess... Mm -mm. Trump is not showing up for the damn debates. He won't. He doesn't need to. And Ronna McDaniel, Ronna Romney McDaniel, can scream all she wants. She can beg. But folks, eh, no, sorry. There is going, if you really want the debate so bad, GOP, well, you should have stuck by Trump. Instead of now getting all these people like Christie and Pence, especially, who are out there with the long knives trying to cut him up and it will not work. It just won't work. All the campaigns just need to say to shut down this weekend and say, hey, we're going to put our energy and coalesce with President Trump and stand for the First Amendment. Vivek Ramaswamy seems to have the right idea, and he's a competitor. And so for that, I say, Mr. Ramaswamy, thank you for standing up for the Constitution and for the First Amendment and for truth. I appreciate that. I'd love to maybe do an interview with you. I don't know if that's possible, but still. What, to demand some truth, to demand some real accountability... And yet you've got McCarthy and all these others in leadership that are just being absolute wusses. Keep doing what you're doing and prove me right. Because until you actually can get a, grow, a, grow a pair and get a spine with some steel in it, maybe some titanium would be helpful. I don't even want to be anywhere near the GOP because I don't have enough well, Pepto-Bismol, because of all the things that makes me sick about it. But, what can I do? And I'm still going to continue 
the only person in the GOP I can really, really trust is Donald Trump. Because if he was so bad and so awful, I would have known about this quite a while ago. But, and just said, nah, no thanks. But the fact that you're coming after him that dang hard, that hard, <laughs> tells me, hmm, we've got something here. we got something that needs to be watched and looked at. Why are you acting like a bunch of scared little kids? Scared little bullies? Because you've got a guy who's willing to punch you in the face and tell you where to get off? That's my kind of guy. Hallelujah. But my friends, whew, mercy. It has been quite the day. And I have gone way longer than I thought I would but I'm not worried about it. This needs to be done. It needs to be said. It needs to be put out there and to spread the word as far and wide as you can. So, my friends, I'm just going to say so long for now. I'm going to be watching the arraignment and I will bring more to you tomorrow on the real WTF Friday. But this is really WTF all week. <laughs> seriously but but anyway my friends i love you all take care of yourselves uh, send us email at inblackandright.net oh i'm sorry yeah. inblackandright.net is our website if you want to send actual email inblackandright at gmail.com and also if you'd like visit our online store and if you want to help the, the show to continue to grow, please go to our donation page. Uh, click the button right on the upper right-hand side of the website. Because we're apparently the way things are going, 2023 is going to, the rest of 2023 anyway, is going to be nothing short of a prelude to 2024. So pretty much my life is pretty much done. <laughs> because I'm going to be covering news and events and everything. So, take care everybody. God bless you. See you tomorrow. And as always, Patriots come in all colors. <laughs>